this is Happy Hour with M and Jazz, and we're back for season two. Let's go. We are starting off with a bit of a makeover this season and are looking to change it up and take a closer look into our episode topics. We are excited to start off our first episode with some tips and tricks for the impending finals that we all have. We are going to dig deep at your worst fear as a university student, exam season. I think we can all agree that we all dread this topic and think it'll kill us internally. But Emma, why is this time so stressful? And what are the best methods to cope with stress and to succeed? With the help of Dr. Jennifer Bowman, one of MRU's very own professors, we hope to give you some tips on alleviating exam season stress and balancing your personal life during these times. So grab a drink because we'll be here for a while. Hello, thank you for joining us today. Can you uh, introduce yourself and a little bit about you? My name is Jennifer Bowman and I'm a faculty member here at Mount Royal University. And I work on campus in the Academic Development Centre, which is a centre on campus that helps support faculty members with teaching and learning. And I also teach in the psychology department. Awesome, so we're gonna get right into it and ask you this burning question. Why is exam season so stressful? I think there's a couple reasons that exam season is so stressful. Uh, one of the ways that we experience stress is through pressure. And and a lot of students feel pressure from external sources at exam time. Um, maybe from their family there's that pressure to succeed. Maybe they're thinking about future employers. Uh, but I think a lot of students uh, place a lot of pressure on themselves and they want to do well and there's that internal pressure to succeed. And throughout the pandemic, how have you seen students' priorities strengthen or worsen in regards to their academics? It's an interesting question. I, I think that students still really value academics, but I think one thing we've seen over the past year and a half is a lot of competing priorities for students. Um, so students now um, are very concerned about their, their own health, whether that's physical health or mental health. We also see students in the position of taking care of family members. Um, some students have experienced a lot of financial uh, stress due to the pandemic. And we've also seen a lot of impact of, of that idea of social isolation or, or changing relationships for students and having to adjust to those. Um, so I think that while academics are still very important, a lot of those competing priorities have perhaps left um, less time for academics, um, less mental resources, and I know from a lot of uh, students less motivation or less concentration on academics as well. Before I go on to my next question, I kind of wondering in regards to that, how, how would you describe or how would you recommend that people improve or kind of learn how to focus on like the right priorities or how to prioritize school over certain things? Yeah, it's a, ch it's a challenging question, um, whether whether students should even prioritize academics over some of the other competing priorities that they have. I mean, I think it's important to think about in the context, what is the most important thing for that context? And it might actually not be academics. Um, but I think for, for some students who have experienced a lot of impacts on, on things like concentration, um, 
just acknowledging that we're still in a pandemic, so there are those stressors that are making it difficult to concentrate. I know that that going back to basics can be helpful, so so really engaging in those constructive coping strategies, um, also trying to engage in really effective study strategies, and just keeping those lines of communication open with instructors and other students in class and making sure that everyone's feeling supported as well. And I know because you're a psychology professor that you do talk a lot about stress in your own classes. Mm-hmm. What are the kinds of things that students come to you about in terms of their own stress, um, and do they come to you uh, when they're feeling that kind of stress? Some students do seek out support from instructors. I, th- I think other students are, are less inclined to do that. Um, but, but certainly some of the issues that students bring forward are um, feeling pressured, uh, both from that, that wanting to succeed, but also from time pressure. Um, a lot of students are uncertain about the the best way to go about preparing for particular courses. And I think we've seen shifts in that during the pandemic as well. So students who were very skilled at succeeding in their face-to-face classes, all of a sudden, with the shift to online classes, there, there were sort of new strategies that students had to adopt. And, and some instructors also changed assessments. So for example, students who might have been very familiar with, with memorizing for an exam might now have been faced with some very applied questions that they weren't used to preparing in that kind of way. Um, so I think supporting students with with different ways of preparing and studying can be very helpful. Um, and also, I think faculty members have that responsibility for directing students to other services on campus. So there's other, lots of other things going on in students' lives that are causing stress. Um, so making sure that students are aware of the services we have, such as wellness services or student learning services, and a lot of resources offered through SAMRU as well. When we're talking about unhealthy coping mechanisms, what are some of the habits you see students pick up in regards to stress, anxiety, and studying in general? Yeah, I think we all have a lot of um, unhealthy or indulgent coping (laughs) strategies, whether that's, you know, eating junk food or binge-watching Netflix or some students turn to drugs and alcohol, whatever it is. And I think it's thinking about it in a balanced way. So what are the coping strategies you're using and are they helping you meet your goals? Um, It's okay to... engage in some of those indulgent coping strategies, but making sure that they're balanced with some other sort of healthy, constructive ways. I think some of the the worst habits I see students get into with studying um, is number one, cramming. Um, So staying up all night before the exam and studying. And the research really supports spaced out practice. So trying to engage in studying in spaced out intervals. Um, Also the lack of sleep doesn't help with concentration on an exam. So I see a lot of students uh, adopting that as as a particularly uh, maybe ineffective study strategy. I think one of the other ones I I see, and it seems like a lot of students are perhaps more unaware of this, is the impact of distractions while they're studying. So there's a lot of research um, on, you know, having your phone open with incoming texts and having Facebook open on your computer while you're studying and how distracting that is. And uh, I I think it's, it's interesting because if you're not actually encoding the information while you're studying, you're not really going to be able to recall that on the exam either. Um, so, so a more effective way to approach that would be to have some sort of in-depth, con- concentrated study sessions, and then to take a break and check texts and check Facebook. It's great to great to take breaks. That's that's part of studying, but to sort of think about how to balance those kinds of activities. I definitely think that. Like I've I've been there where my phone is on my computer or, or even like notifications on my computer like popping up like during class or like things like that. Like so I've kind of gotten better actually 
with the help of like, or maybe the inspiration of both Charlotte, our producer, and Emma. They're both good at like t- turning their phones on, do not disturb, and things. And I've picked up on that and started to do it. But before we go on, I actually want to go back to when you mentioned how some students may turn to drugs and alcohol. Can you just touch on that like really briefly, or maybe tell us how that may have an impact on students' mental health, or how that kind of coping mechanism might affect them? Yeah, um, a a lot of students will turn to unhealthy coping mechanisms, particularly when they're feeling uh, super stressed. And a lot of these these coping strategies have have other health impacts or mental health impacts. Um, One of the things that we, we see with indulgent coping strategies, whether whether it's drugs and alcohol or whether it's a different kind of strategy, um, is that it's it's really not effective at dealing with, with the problem at hand. So when students are engaging in, in some of these coping strategies, they may actually be increasing their own stress. Uh, so for example, if they're engaging in, in certain coping strategies to avoid the anxiety or stress around exams, it may provide some temporary relief in the moment, um, but long-term it may actually be increasing their stress because they haven't addressed the, the actual stressor itself. I think that's it's really hard too because as university students, a lot of us do end up going out to drink on a weekly basis kind of thing um, because we're just so used to being around each other and going out with friends and celebrating things or, oh, we've had a b- bad week and so now we have to go drink and stuff. So I think it's just super interesting that um, people look at it as a celebratory thing when it can be it can be that impactful and it can be that stressful in terms of who is abusing it and who is using it and how it goes. But can you speak maybe to some healthier coping mechanisms that you see people use or even that you suggest? For sure. I mean, I I think during stressful times in particular, it's important to kind of go back to basics and think about getting enough sleep. I know for some students that seems next to impossible, um, but a good night's sleep can can really do wonders for concentration, Uh, making uh, sure that you're getting exercise, healthy eating habits. Uh, Some students really find meditation, yoga, and mindfulness uh, particularly helpful. But in addition to some of those things, uh, dealing constructively with with the problem of exam anxiety, um, it may actually be helped by focusing on the task. So by doing review questions, cracking open that textbook, making a study schedule, some of those are more problem-focused coping strategies that can really help kind of tackle the problem directly. Other students may benefit from from kind of reframing that stressful situation. Uh, So sometimes our our self-talk can get in the way. Um, Oh, if I fail this exam, it's going to be the end of the world. But reframing that with a realistic realistic consequence. Also thinking about all the successes that you've had. So what are the things you've done in the past um, that have led you to successful outcomes and and trying to incorporate some of those into your thinking. Um, I think the other thing that's interesting to acknowledge is that small amounts of stress can actually be quite positive. So stress is kind of a a, a natural response. It's our fight or flight response. And in small doses, it it can actually increase our concentration, make us focus on a task and get things done. But when it's chronic or when it's particularly elevated, uh, that's when it can be particularly problematic. So making sure that you're you're getting social support and and seeking other kinds of help if, if that's a particular problem. For sure. And I'm nodding my head because I resonate with what you're saying, for sure, because I've seen that in myself. And I like I am someone who like works well under pressure. But to the extent where sometimes I feel like I am today, where I didn't sleep much and, you know, I'm getting stressed about all these assignments. Sometimes it is good to hear this and look back. And like you said, I'm 
I really appreciate what you said about like looking back at your past um, experiences and the ones that have had positive outcomes and kind of taking from that. So thank you for that. Um, what would you give as advice to students during exam season or these big, like where these big assignments are due and things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit unrealistic to say to students, don't get stressed. I mean, these, <laughs> these are obviously stressful times. So so to kind of try and put it in perspective and, and think about your ability to cope with stressful situations. So what are the things that, that help you cope? So getting social support, um, making sure that you're, you're kind of engaged in, in the tasks in, in ways that are productive. Also reframing that situation for yourself um, and, and really thinking about how you can cope positively with, with those kinds of events are, are helpful strategies. But I think also for students, I mean, students do have a lot of other stressors right now. So acknowledging that this is a very stressful time in general. So exam stress on top of other stress can be quite problematic for students. So making sure that you are seeking help if you need help, whether that's through services on campus or speaking with your instructor or even getting some support from other students in the class as well. Mm-hmm. And to touch back on just the fact that we were online last year and now we're in person, how have you seen that transition kind of shock students or change students in terms of their study habits they've picked up even just over the last year? It's a lot of transition, and I think that some students are are in quite different places. So some students are still online, others are totally face-to-face, and some are are experiencing a blend. Um, But I think with, with some of those transitions, really seeking clarity um, in the particular courses you're in on what are some of the best ways to study. So speaking to your instructor and, and finding out more about the exams and assignments, what kind of skills are, are really being looked for, what are the best ways to prepare. Um, so thinking about how how your study strategies or approaches might be different based on different courses can sometimes be helpful. Um, I guess also touching on that, you mentioned um, the resources, students' resources um, provided by the campus and how they do help students. How do you feel that they make themselves approachable as well as how do you feel that they help students in like different ways? How do I feel that the resource center makes themselves like approachable, like um, the wellness center and just um, the therapy sessions? How do you feel that they are able to help students cope with their stress? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of resources on on campus that are particularly helpful that can be individualized depending on needs. Um, so, for example, if a student uh, feels that they're really struggling with test anxiety, uh, Wellness Services offers a series of workshops. Um, you can seek one-on-one counseling and support. Student Learning Services uh, often has workshops on on study strategies or reading textbooks. Um, so, a lot of these resources are are out there for students. I think that some of the difficulty comes is that students um, very often are introduced to these services in their first day or week on campus, and then they may forget about them. Uh, so some reminding students about what's out there, um, how to access it, and why it might be helpful is important. And I think also, I think we all play a role in in creating a climate where it's positive to seek out these supports and seek help. So I think sometimes we don't seek help because we might have a, a negative attitude around that. We might we might worry what other people might think, or we're worried that it might not be helpful. But really creating a climate where where it's normal to, to ask for help and seek support, I think is really important in, in helping students to engage with these kinds of services. 
I'm really taking this in. I'm like, mm, I needed this. I need a, lesson. <laughs> um, a big lesson on the stress. I know we both are like really big with stress too. I know we both sometimes can. I tend to let the stress build up so it won't be a problem until it's a problem. So it's funny to, to listen to all this and I'm like, yes, I've thought about going to the wellness center. Yes, I've thought about doing this and then do I actually do it? Probably not, but I probably should. So it's just so funny. I find it like interesting because it becomes like another thing on your to-do list. Like I stopped going to see my therapist maybe in like June or July just because I was like, oh, I feel great. Like I'm doing well. And then now I'm like, okay, maybe I should like email her. Like, you know what I mean? Like things like that, it, like it becomes another chore. But once you start doing it and doing it on a regular basis and having an outlet, whatever it may be, I think that that's when you start to benefit from it. So in regards to what we've talked about, do you have anything you want to add or say I mean, I think it's it's really interesting what you were just saying about um, when we're dealing with stress, it kind of becomes one more thing to do on our to-do list. <laughs> so, so maybe even thinking about it in small steps. So what are some small steps that you can take to deal with stress? Whether instead of consuming your third energy drink, it's going outside and taking a 20-minute walk. Oh, um, we really got pulled out there. <laughs> we didn't even talk about energy drinks. Yeah, but I your expression there. <laughs> or whether it's getting a good night's sleep, whether it's emailing your instructor and asking for for some advice on a particular assignment or whatever it is, but just thinking about what is a small step that you could engage in if it feels too overwhelming to, to think about tackling the problem all at once. In terms of group work as well as other students, how, how can other students help each other as well as how can other students harm each other in terms of stress? Just what are the opposite ends of that? Yeah, I, I think for some students that group work can be a challenging situation, um, but groups can also be really supportive uh, communities and environments for students. I think one of the interesting things that I've seen in my own teaching over the past year and a half is that students are sort of more willing to band together to help each other out as a class. Uh, so students have often formed um, uh, group chats or, or using other kind of uh, back channel communications um, to talk about sort of important things that are happening in the course, remind each other of deadlines. If someone misses a class, uh, they can ask a classmate sort of what happened. If someone's struggling with a concept, there, there's classmates there to ask questions to. So I think that over the past year and a half, um, there have been some interesting ways that students have come together to really support each other. I think with, with group work, having really clear communication with group members is particularly important and still continuing to be compassionate with one another. Um, I think it's it's really difficult to know what other students are struggling with, um, but but thinking of, of groups as, as number one, you know, an opportunity to, to work together to improve each other's skills and to kind of engage in deeper learning together, um, but also as an opportunity to form community. Um, it's part of the interesting part of university is getting to know students from different backgrounds with different perspectives, uh, but really uh, having that opportunity to think about groups as a community as well. I guess like one final question we could maybe talk about is how, when we're talking about all these connections we're making, how would you, how do I word this? Like in regards to networking with all these students, how do you think beyond like a classroom setting, how can we take these networking skills and abilities and like these people who we're learning and how can we take it further into our like ed, uh, day -day -day. education yeah. or like day-to-day -day lives or careers? I mean, I, I think that part of university is developing a really wide skill set. And for a lot of students, 
some of the skills are building skills with communication, building skills with building relationship. So some of the networks that students are developing and the ways that they're communicating with others can be used as models for taking that outside to the workplace um, or even with volunteer organizations or other organizations. So some of the skills that students are building about building community and building relationships can, can be applied outside of university as well. And how can we foster um, students learning how to cope with stress or how do we foster students learning specific study styles that work for them? That's a, that's a great question and I think some students are very proactive in developing those kinds of skills um, through support services on campus. I think that instructors can play a role as well. Um, so if instructors are open to and willing to having conversations about wellness in their classroom um, and and really opening up a conversation with students about how they are coping with stress and what are some effective or perhaps not so effective ways uh, so that students can learn uh, both from the literature on what's written there about stress but also from each other and what's happening with other students. And it might also be something that students can, can learn from each other through some of these networks that you mentioned. Uh, so opening up that conversation with other students and, and bringing that out into the open and talking about stress, but also talking about mental health and wellness and what's happening for students on campus. I think it's really great too, especially because um, I think we're becoming a lot more aware of uh, mental health recently and a lot more aware of the fact that students become stressed. That's why Reading Week's there. I think that's a great thing that they put in. And I think it's just interesting to hear about all of this because I think about these things and I, I know that I should be addressing things like stress like this in my day-to-day -day life, but I realize I don't do it enough as I probably should because um, I, I think I can just push it off or, oh, if I just if I just cope with the stress next week, like if I get it done and then I deal with the stress next week, it's fine, but then it piles on and then it the floodgates open and stuff. So it's just, yeah, it's just, it's great to hear too that like we're not alone in going through this and that there are resources available um, for everyone, not just people who are going through stress, but people who might go through stress in the future too, because you don't need to be stressed to go see a therapist. And I think that's a really big thing that we can take away from this too. I guess one of, one of the other things I would say is when we, th we think about exam season and the stress that students are experiencing is quite often we have a negative connotation around exams, uh, but perhaps thinking about that um, in how we can reframe that more positively. So trying to think of exams as a positive challenge or a way of showcasing or demonstrating what we've learned uh, and, and really trying to sort of reframe that situation can be helpful as well. Um, but really creating that that climate where we're having an open conversation about the stressors that students face and really working together, faculty, staff and administration and students together to try and find ways that we can help students constructively cope with stress. Yeah, yeah thank that's you. great. Thank you so Honestly, much. we really appreciate you coming to talk to us about this, especially getting like a professional point of view on stress and on on like an actual teacher's per point of view as a student I know what I look like when I stress but I don't know what my teacher sees and I wonder if it's as explodey as I feel so it's, it's always good to hear someone talk about it from like a non-biased perspective. That was Dr. Jennifer Bowman. Well Jasmine tell me a bit how uh, you handle your stress. So we all know I'm pretty much the funniest person to walk this planet and I like to cope with my stress with humor and it might be my greatest downfall because I truly do like to look at myself in the mirror and pick out the bad things and pick out what I'm doing wrong and look at everything like it's a 
competition with myself more than it is with anyone. So I'd say that when I look at myself and I try to make the best out of shitty situations, I really do try and make jokes about it. And sometimes my humor doesn't make sense to anyone else. So I think that that is probably my major way of coping with stress. And also I'm wrong for isolating myself, which is like a new thing I've been doing. I find like I've been like, rather than like leaning on my friends, I like tend to like now like stay in my room, stay in my bed when I'm stressed instead of kind of expressing myself to my friends, which may be a feeling of like that I'm being a burden or something. But yeah, that's a recent habit that I've taken up and it's not a good one. Honestly, I totally understand the isolation though. Like as someone who will take on stress and continuously let it build up, um, I do it like bits and at a time. So it'll be like one thing, which is a big thing, and then all these added little stressors. And then I complain about it. And then I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it'll, it'll, I'll deal with it next week. And then I end up not dealing with the stress and it builds up. And then, like, I end up having a whole kind of implosion situation where I'm like, I didn't even cope with, like, last week, how last week went. And I just need to sit down and cry. And I definitely had one of those this week. I will be fully honest. Um, last week was a long week. <laughs> I think that one thing that we have to realize is that as university students, regardless of what program, what year, we're all going through it. And we're all going through different stress, rather, like whether it be you have an assignment or you have a midterm or you broke up with your boyfriend or you didn't have time to go to the gym. You have to look at these things, take your lesson, and then walk away from it a better person. Because if you keep letting it snowball like I do, and I know Emma does as well, it's just not, it's not a pretty picture. It's not a sight we want to see. No, especially with, you know, Jennifer talking about how letting things snowball is probably one of the worst things you can do. Sometimes addressing the stress right away, like she said, little stress is good. And addressing the stress right away is really important because then you're, then you're facing it head on. And I think um, I need to become better at that. And I think it's a big lesson for me to learn. And I think something I, I have become better at is just like making small little tasks for myself and just making a little list and completing the small ones first and then moving on to the bigger ones. And it makes me feel almost accomplished when I can put a check mark beside those kind of things. Exactly. I think it's like the small wins that matter. So make that to-do list and check the little things off, like Emma said. And Soon your page will be a new to-do list and you'll do it all over again. Exactly. And reach out to your friends. They're always there for you. Reach out to a therapist. Honestly, a lot of people bash therapy, but uh, therapy is great. It is fantastic for you. Go and do some therapy. Let's get a round of applause for, for therapy. therapy. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Not appreciated enough, but um, yeah, the student resources are great for that at any university. I know they're really good, but I know at MRU particularly, they're supposed to be very, very good. So if there are any students listening, like definitely go check them out. Um, I know I probably need to do that myself soon. So definitely a good resource for us. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Happy Hour. I'm Jasmine Krawcheck. And I'm Emma Boyne. This episode was produced by Charlotte Holmes, edited by Camille Karimi, and our show theme is from DJ Diamond Dash. Special thanks again to Dr. Bowman for joining us. Tune in soon for another episode of Happy Hour.
Cheers. <laughs>